back, guys, to our fourth episode of Two Quacks. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jose. Apparently, I have Jose on with me today instead of Tyler. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Okay. Muy bien, gracias. ¿Y tú? I know we've kind of gone a couple weeks without um, posting, but we are working on a plan to avoid doing that ever again. Queso. Um, okay. <laughs> so, we have Fridays and Sundays off, so we were thinking... While we're just sitting around doing nothing, because we have no... Hey, we do stuff. Yeah, that's true. We do a lot of stuff. But, you know, sometimes it's so good to just not do anything on your day off. But um, we were thinking that, like, on these days, we would just uh, record a couple podcasts, and then, you know, those those weeks that we have life happening to us, we um, we can just use one of those and post one of those. We've had a couple weeks, and... I was thinking about a lot of different ideas that we could talk about and things like that. And um, one of the things that I thought about was that we haven't really talked about what Tyler does. And I think Tyler has a really cool job. So, Yeah, so ever since I was young, I really was fascinated by plants. So I grew up and have become a botanist. So I spend my days in the woods um, researching mushrooms and other types of uh, flora in the woods. You're looking at me unamused. Should I actually tell them what I do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm actually a bull wrangler. So I, I travel out west and I wrangle bulls that have escaped from their local ranches. You're still looking unimpressed. All right, I'll actually tell them what I do. Um, <laughs> so so I've had some some odd jobs through, through high school um, and college. Uh, but since I was a sophomore in high school... I started working for my father, um, and he does he has a training business for entrepreneurs and small businesses. And so I started working as the at the phones in the office. And my father, even though I was the owner's son, decided that it would be best for me, and I would learn the most if I did start at the very very bottom, making very very little pay. Um, he basically just paid me in croissants and hard still rolls. Um, was pretty much the extent of what I got paid, but I learned a lot. And he started me at the phones. And I really recommend anyone who, if you've never done customer service, I honestly would recommend if you have a day off, find something where you can because you learn so much valuable skills dealing with people who are pissed off or people who are frustrated or sad. (laughs) I had to restart that because I did something weird. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so it's, it, regardless, it's a really, really important skill and something you learn a lot with. And since then, since starting at the bottom of the company, stop making fun of me in my English. You know, it's really like, this brings me back to the last podcast we put up. Did anyone catch like Tyler's like really <laughs> no, Southern drawl on the last podcast? Because every time I listen to it, that's all I hear. <laughs> anyway. Was- well, what was the phrase again that I was like? I don't remember, like, but I just like... If well, I, well, about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what made it worse and more pronounced was I edited it weird. So, and because <laughs> of what happened before, I had to edit something out. It and, really emphasizes it. Well, you were sniffling a lot. So it was like every two seconds, it was like... <sniffs> and so I had to edit so It was many early out. in the morning. Yeah, well, it still is, according, apparently. Something. It was early in the morning, and my nose was dripping... And it was cold. That's very true. Um, so, so I started at the very bottom and worked Keep my way up. Keep that one in there. 
oh goodness, I'm I'm gonna edit it out, <laughs> and and with your swears this time, I'm gonna edit your swears out because your mom yelled at you. Yeah. Um, my mommy wasn't happy that I swore in the last video, but it's okay because we're a family friendly podcast. I wish your last name started with a B, so I could just call her Mrs. B. Mick B. Do you have anyone, has anyone ever called it that? Oh, see, it's not original. I'll come up with something. Just probably take me another year to figure it out. It's already been a year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyways, I started working uh, at the very bottom of the company. And over the years, I've worked for him now going into my seventh year, I think. And I've done so much. Um, I've done, I learned a lot. I've learned how to build websites. A lot of it too. And I think... If you can find a job that gives you some freedom, one of the biggest things working for the family business for so long is that it's really allowed me to. I, I was I was always given I was always given goals or or a task rather, and I would be told you need to do this, and I was never given instruction, and I was never really some some things I did for for things that were already set in place, but if I was told hey we need we we have this problem I need you to fix it, and this was more as I got, you know, when I, probably more till I've been working for him for four or five years. In the last two or three years, I really spent a lot of time being told, hey, this is our problem. Can you fix it? And if you can find a job, I promise you that you will never get bored doing that job. You will never get tired of doing a job where you're told, hey, here's here's what you need to accomplish. Here are your parameters, what you need to stay in, whether it's budget or time or resources or whatever it is. Go figure out a solution. And that, honestly, is some of the best work that you can ever find, in my opinion. I'm not a huge fan of the whole philosophy of, you know, uh, do your, if you do find your dream job, you'll, you'll always be happy. You'll, you'll, I'm not a huge proponent of that. I'm more or less into finding a job that challenges you and allows you freedom to kind of pick how you want to approach a task. And I think you learn a lot about yourself in that way. So in that regard, I've, I've done website design. I have managed a CRM. I've uh, learned video production, blog production, a lot of different types of content, um, audio visual. I've done, I've dealt with customers um, toward my, my last, last two years, uh, fully took over all the customer service and dealing with all of the angry people which is always fun. So I've done a lot of that and I've done so much stuff from dealing with billing issues, uh, dealing with just a lot of so many different things within the company of dealing with sales funnels. I run our sales team who makes cold calls and just figuring out, run smaller bits of the company to a certain extent. So it's been a really fun journey there. And recently within the last couple months, um, I've transitioned um, over to a really awesome app company, which I'm not going to release the name of uh, at the moment because I don't know if I really can <laughs> but it's a really awesome company it's an international company run by some really really great people and featured by Apple a lot so I've been working with them and I work on their Apple team I work with with customers having issues with iPhones and iPads and Macs so if you ever have a question uh, feel free to write in twoquacksfm at gmail.com so I, I work on their team and there's a lot of a lot of great people that I work with so um, yeah that's why uh, it's kind of where my love of tech has kind of come from the other thing I do is I spend a lot of time finding teas uh, different teas to drink because we gave up for the new year we gave up coffee well, I was kind of sucked into that. I didn't really choose to give up coffee. I was kind of coerced. And Danny was like, I'm giving up coffee, so so should you. And then that's kind of what happened. And um, and so now I can't drink my wonderful caffeine in the morning. I really miss coffee. Oh, it's so good. 
It's not about the caffeine for me. It's really not. Caffeine, I could live without caffeine, but the taste of coffee, and don't tell me to drink decaffeinated coffee because there's still, like, it's still not good for you, and it's there's still caffeine in it. So I'm trying to avoid that. And yes, I know there's caffeine in teas. So get off my back, people. I, I posted on Facebook, and I got recommendations from your mom, too, as well. Um, but I got a great recommendation for chai tea, and not the kind you find in the little bags, like the chai tea, but like actual chai tea that you get in a little carton. And I tried it this morning. I mixed it. You mix, it's half and half, so you mix it with half he chai tea. He was unimpressed. No, 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 I was. I really liked it. So I, you do half chai tea and half milk. As you were I did sipping almond it. milk. No, no, I liked it. It got better. As you were sipping it, you go, was it worth all the time? Yeah. I think it's worth the time. So the only problem with it is you have to do equal part of chai tea from the carton and then equal part of milk. I did almond milk, which tasted just fine. It probably would taste better with milk, but almond milk's great. So I still don't know how they make milk from almonds. If anyone wants to write in, let us know how they do that, please. Maybe that'll be our next episode, how almond milk is oh, made. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I cut off here. No, thought, no, but... go ahead. It's fine. Um, I'm used to it. We're training. I guess my, my chai tea story wasn't uh, entertaining enough, so we're going to move on. And Yeah, because... Tyler could go on for a whole hour talking about tea. I once listened to an entire episode of a podcast about tea. It's exactly. fascinating, the different types of tea leaves and the black teas and the white teas. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Meanwhile, the whole audience is like... Yeah, they've already tuned me out. It's fine. I do this mainly for myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we are training. What are we training for? A marathon. Not just a half and, marathon, because like half marathons are for losers. Oh, that's too easy <laughs> for scrubs. So we've been like, we're like, okay, like let's. This is gonna give us like a goal. This is gonna give us motivation to like go to the gym. So this last week we've been to the gym twice to run, but like, okay, so me and Tyler haven't really been to the gym in uh, quite some time now, and. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes us so qualified to but, talk about all the stuff we've been no. talking about. <laughs> okay, but we were so good because, like, for pe- two people who, like, don't work out regularly. Okay, and this may sound, like, not that great to, like, someone who's already ran, like, a half marathon or whatever. But we were able to go on the treadmill and, like, run for 20 minutes without stopping. I mean... Yeah, we both. Yeah, were. yeah, we and we were running fast too. We, I mean, I don't know, but I think I know. I averaged no eight thirty. I, I averaged like ten and a half. Uh, but again, you're not a runner. See, I, I you know, um, one of my goals in life, um, along with trying to discover a, a really good tea, is uh, be, being a cop. And so when I was doing some training earlier this year um, for a particular job. Well, now it's. 2018 or 2019, I'm sorry. Yeah, last year when I was training um, for one of the physical fitness tests, I was running sub seven minute miles and I was running in the cold in January and the freezing, the the freezing bitter winter up here on the East Coast. And um, and I was running all the time and I was running, I used to run like pretty much five, six days a week. Um, so for me, it's a little bit easier to jump back into it now because I've always loved running. It's always been a meditative thing for me. But you did amazing. You really did. You were really good because you're not a really big runner. There was a time when I was. Right, right. There back was a time, high school, right? Yeah, yeah. There was a time when I would run like every single day. Um, but when I started lifting, I like got really into that. I would still do cardio, 
Like there was a time, there was also a time in college when I would be doing like 30 minutes of cardio and then like lift weights for an hour and a half. Like I'd work out for two hours every Mm -hmm. single day because I had the time to do that. Now I don't have the time (laughs) to do that. So like our 20 minutes was, was good. The, The second time we went, I was able to like lift a little bit. So I was able to do like an upper body workout a little bit, which was, was nice. But oh, that's right. Yeah, I did a. I, did I a could not for, yeah. walk after that. Yeah, like my legs had to recover. And then, like people always say, you have to be like out of your mind to run a marathon. And you know what? That's I what you told be, me in the past. You I thought I was be crazy. I want to be a little out of my mind in my life. I want to do something cool. Like, how many people can say that they ran a marathon? Not too many. It's it's a pretty insane task, but it's a lot of fun too. And I think the, the the bigger part of the marathon, besides accomplishing the actual marathon itself, is the learning process that you experience while you're training. I just know how I felt after those twenty minutes of like running. I can't imagine doing twenty six of those. Right, right now, but but you want to set smaller goals. You want to look at five miles. You you've done two. You no, want... I know, but like I, I pray that these legs of mine and that was me smacking my leg if you could hear that (laughs) could i pray that they can do that that's not his type of podcast okay well i just like they could hardly do 20 minutes (laughs) how could they do like people what what's an average like for a marathon like it would probably be like three hours yeah i just i I, I give people who run half marathons, like, I kind of, even if we don't do a marathon, I still want to be we able are. to do oh. a half marathon. Oh, shoot. Oh, sugar bee. Um, medium time for finishing a marathon in 2016 for men was 422. Medium finishing time for women was 447. Hours? So, like, four hours? Yeah. Not four minutes, honey. You'd have to be, like... Let's we'll see four days. <laughs> four days. <laughs> um, that, so that's an average for men. It's an average of 10 minutes and an average of women for 11 minutes. We can do it. We can do this. We got we, this. We can do this. But the bigger picture is it's it's something that's motivating us to get to the gym because we're real on this podcast or we like to try to be. And one of the things- I want you people. Here's some homework for you people. I want you people oh God. to Google different places you go. And you drive to. And then compare that to a marathon. And then you feel grateful for your car, damn it. Yeah, and then imagine running all the way to your destination. I just want each one of you to do that because you realize like just how crazy a marathon sounds. Or just click on your odometer. Is that what, right? That's what it's called? I'm not a car guy. When you reset your odometer, yeah. Yes. Your odometer. And then just when you start driving out of your home the next time you drive... Just kind of watch those miles. When you get to 26, just kind of cry. And then send us, um, send you us could some ice probably wraps or knee wraps or something. Go to the place you're going, come home, and you still haven't reached a marathon. Just thinking about that, people. <laughs> so so that's, what, that's what we're doing. Hey, um, it's a nice day out. We should go running. Oh, God. You know what? I like that idea. Hey, Google, what's the weather? All right. Well, Google just says 25 degrees. So we're going to... We're going to run because she's looking at me with evil eyes. So no, we're I'm, run. I'm also thinking I want to go get my nails done today too. Well, you should we're run. talking ourselves out of this. We got to do it. Yes, we're, we're going to do it before you get your nails done. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. 
Uh, we're gonna. If, I ate a waffle this morning. I'm good. If you don't hear from us, um, it's because we froze to death over on the East Coast, and uh, we were trying to better ourselves emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. Okay, so here's a cool thing. Yeah. What else have you been doing? We got to fill in the people. No, I talked about why my don't, Why don't these people tell us like if they have ran a marathon? Like if you guys have ran a marathon. Yeah. What are your tips? Yeah. Where should they leave those? Um, put uh, put your tip. Write your tip down on an index card. Uh, wrap twenty dollars in it and then attach it to the leg of a pigeon, and the pigeon will find us. I've trained every pigeon in America to just fly to me. I'm shaking my head. It leaves us with a lot of. A lot of poop on the doorstep. Yeah. But anyways. And a lot of birds flying into our window. I it, don't know if they heard it. all the time. So we, had not- to, we had to restart this episode like a couple times. So I'm not really sure if you were able to hear oh, the, yeah. the part where, where Tyler said, oh, there goes a bird into our window. But it happened. Well, here's something else fun. I'll tell you what. If you have any time this week, which if you're like us, you won't. But if you have any time, go watch Tidying Up with Maria Kondo. Komodo? Kondo. Kondo. Maria Kondo on Netflix. Mondo? Mondo. Mondo Kondo. Kondo Mondo. Kondo. Kondo with a K. Kimono. Just type tidying up with Marie. And it is the greatest show in your life. It will change your life more so than chai tea. It is just... it. We watched two episodes so far. And it is the greatest thing ever. And this is little Japanese lady who speaks... Approximately 5% English, so there's a translator in the show, and they do some captions, subtitles, whatever they're called, and she talks about cleaning. Now, there is a part where she talks about how to fold a fitted sheet. Now, I have since tried this, and in the actual episode, she goes, now, I know some people have difficulties. First of all, Marie, everybody has difficulties with a folded folded sheet. I also have difficulties saying. Fitted sheet. I don't even know what it is. That's Folding how much a fitted difficulty. sheet. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Folding a fitted sheet. Folding a fitted sheet. Folding a fitted sheet. Folding a fitted sheet. That's pretty good. Thank you. Kind of sound like a sheep toward the end, but um, how to fold your sheep. Oh, that's a good episode title. No. How to fold a sheep. No. All right. Well, I got vetoed. She has that kind of power. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much with everything in the relationship. But people must have liked our last like title of our... Our video, because a lot more people watch that video than like our first video. It probably because first of all, it's not a video; it's a podcast. All right, whatever. Um, our episode. Um, people just really almost ruined our relationship. Yeah, people just really like the scandal. You know, they just want drama. Yeah. Oh, so this one should be Tyler suffocated a sheep in a folded sheet. Nope, that's too long. Well, not catchy. I'll get there. Give me some time, people. If also, if you don't read our show, the botanist and the. The botanist and the folded sheet. Ho- oh, Jose the botanist. <sighs> it's okay. This is our process. Yeah, we, except we, it's more Tyler that spits out names than I do. She, I, I just, just kind of from the from the other room in the apartment. I just kind of shout out random things, and I'll just hear giggles. And if you can't tell, like Tyler's in charge of like writing the <laughs> captions. He's in charge of like making the podcast so, episode names. So I know we have a couple people that might not know how to use podcasts, which is fine. I forgive you. But I do, there's show descriptions depending on how you're listening. So 
Let's see, for the second episode, the for meal prepping and BJ's, if you haven't listened to that one, it's not what you think it is. Really good. Um, the description is, this week on Two Quacks, we look at the best way to dismantle a nuclear warhead using a pair of oven mitts and an expired tin can of tuna fish. We'll also teach you how to meal prep for the rest of the week using that can of tuna fish. And then I added a joke because I thought it was funny. What's the difference between a piano and a fish? You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Um, overused? I don't think so. Uh, and then episode three, how, how a minivan almost ruined our relationship. This week on Two Quacks, we look at the best way to avoid a great white shark from crashing your sister's quinceanera. The future of minivans and the best way to wake up early in the mornings. Um, also, if you'd like to hear, uh, if we'd like, somebody would like to hear from you, somebody would also like to teach me English, I'd appreciate it. Uh, you can email us at twoquacksfm at gmail. Woohoo! So, so email. If you ever have a minute, maybe. Have we even checked that? Maybe somebody I did didn't. yesterday. I did. Um, <laughs> we didn't get any responses. I'll be honest with you. We we have listeners, but no. I'll be dead honest with you. Nobody has emailed us. So if you just want to send us an email saying hi, if you're still listening at this point. Which right now it's thirty minutes. We're probably gonna edit some of Danny's noises out. So see, whistle. If you would like to drop us a letter, a note, uh, two quacks FM. That's two quacks spelled out. T W O quacks FM at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Even if you have something, a topic you want us to talk about, or if you just want to write us an email and say hi, and uh, and tell us about something interesting in your life, tell us a funny story, or just say that we you love listening to us. Um, that would be awesome. We'd love to hear from you. And we're back, everybody. And that break was sponsored by Bob's Seaside Crustacean Stand. So if you're ever by Bob's, <laughs> feel free to stop in and grab a crustacean. If you can catch them. Bob's whole thing is they're live crustaceans. They have to eat them raw. You have to kill them and eat them yourself. Um, (laughs) And this is why I do the podcast descriptions. Because I have a very weird brain. So what else has been going on? Because I don't even know what we were talking about. But uh, what else has been going on in your life? Anything you were talking about writing something down. And then you stopped yourself. We don't have any conversations anymore. Because we just save things to talk about on the podcast. You don't remember, do you? So I have lots of ideas. So me and Tyler have been talking, and, you know, we we think it's really cool that we both kind of have similar brains <laughs> in terms of, like... So I, I texted Tyler one day, and I was just, like, I was feeling very, like, creative, I guess. And I was just like, you know, I want to make something. Like... And I know that's very broad. Like, Danielle, what do you want to make? You want to make some pottery? But, like, I was just thinking, you know, I want to, like, make something. I want to be creative, write things down, and, like, I don't know, make a guide, make mm. something cool. Like, that's just... A course, a program. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And then Tyler was like, you know, that's so weird because I've already been, like, writing things down because he loves his apps and um, he's been writing down little tips and tricks for apps and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm still trying to figure out, like, what my niche is. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah. Niche? Niche, niche. Niche? Niche, niche, knit. Stitch. Anyway, people understand it. You they, can find us on did. Stitcher if you listen there. You know, when I was in high school, I used to, I used to hate writing because I was forced to do it. But when I could, like, sit down and be creative and, like, write what I wanted, like, mm. I kind of thought it was fun. 
So I started writing some things down. And I wrote down some stuff that happened to me. And if you have grown up with me, um, know me at all, I have a brother who has been through a lot of stuff. So I, I'll just leave it at that for now because that could just go on for the whole rest of the time that we have here. And I think we're already over half an hour. So We are. So I figured I would just write down some memories I have of different events. Because whenever I could sit down, I remember in high school, there were a few times where I had to write about certain moments that kind of like stuck out to me. So I was writing down um, just like moments that stuck out to me a lot. And then I was thinking like... Like a journal? Almost like the beginning of a book, I guess you could say. Like, cause, So I've been really inspired by like Rachel Hollis's book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, talk about that because I am too. So which part exactly do you want me to talk about? Because I've always wanted to write a book. I don't know if it'd be any good. But I'd want to write a book just like, so I could say I think the last time. podcast I talked about it a lot because she goes, she talks about like lies she told herself. Right. But she broke it up into sections. Yeah. That was the part that it was intriguing me because it's, it's, it's like, it's so tough to say I want to write a book. I, I want to step, I, I don't want to step on what you're saying, but um, it's so easy to say I want to write a book, but it's really tough to figure out like what direction you want that book to be in. And especially when you're young, and I would say young under the age of 30, like I don't think you have enough life experience to be able to put a whole thing together on one subject. So... I, that's what I was referring to, was that she broke it down in little bits. So that's what you're referring to, more more or less. Was yeah. Like your so, experiences with certain things. I mean, she the way she breaks up her book is like different lies she told herself, and then for each lie she's told herself, she writes a story about that lie, like how mm. she, that lie. Basically wasn't helping her out in life and basically made her realize that that was a lie. Right. Um, so I'm not sure that that's exactly what was in my head when I was writing that stuff down. Mm-hmm. But like I felt like it was kind of therapeutic for me anyway to write that stuff down. I know I've done it for like school and stuff like that. But, you know, that's long gone by now. And um, these are still like little memories that stick out to me so much and you know a memory sticks with you for a reason either that was a moment where like things changed for you Mm -hmm. I just that that's what I believe like different memories stick out to you because after that moment happened everything changed or something changed to make you remember that memory I don't know I think it's I don't know where I'm going with it I don't know like what I want to do with what I wrote down, but all I know was it was good for me to even just be able to write it down. I like that. So. And, and reg- writing down stuff is, is important, whether you put it into a book, whether you put it into a journal, whatever it is. It's it's so therapeutic and, and just, especially if you don't have someone to talk to, or maybe, you know, I've done that before when I want to talk to you about something that, you know, uh, you know you're the only person I can talk to about it. And you're at work or you're with a friend or you're with your family or whatever the case is. And, and you know, I'm kind of more or less waiting for you um, when you're able to talk to me about something. I'll write it down kind of first. And it's also a really good way to kind of get some clarity because when you start writing, you kind of can establish, I think, a little bit of 
more or less what you're feeling and kind of bring some stuff to the surface, which is good too. And you know another thing I've been feeling lately too? Love there's for a lot me. Of course. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people I went to high school with who have reached out to me. And now I know what people are saying when they say they feel like some sort of imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard of that? I will be honest with you and say I don't know what you're referring to. All right. Imposter syndrome. I listen to a lot of Amanda Bucci, a lot of Angie Lee. And if you know who those people are, they are entrepreneurs who Amanda, well, both of them have a huge following on Instagram and other social media. And they talk about this thing called imposter syndrome. It's basically you feel... Like, who are you to be doing this? Who are you to be doing these things? Like, who are you to... Like, I know a lot of people have a hard time starting a business. Let's say, like, um, a trainer or a coach or something like that. Because there's so many out there right now. And then they feel like, who am I to have my own business? I don't have this following. I don't have these people, I don't have these connections yet, who am I to have this? So they really struggle with that part of it. But then obviously you have to change your mindset into this like abundance mindset, which to go into an abundance mindset, it's just having this mindset that yes, there's a lot of people out there trying to do maybe the same thing that you're doing, but they are not you. And there are also how many people in the world? And there are also a lot of people that are looking for someone exactly like you. So Becky and what's another girl name? Rachel. John Selena. Okay. Becky and Rachel both want to be fitness coaches. And they both are preaching about the same thing on Instagram. Like, like, um about counting macros and they're they're basically saying the same things but maybe Becky is getting more clients than Rachel is or how can I compete with Becky when Becky has more than I do whatever and the whole mindset is that yes Becky may be having all these clients but maybe you're not sharing like what's special about you and maybe you could help someone better than Becky can. Maybe you have this life experience that Becky doesn't and that breaks you two apart. So, um, yeah, so I guess I've been feeling like some kind of like imposter syndrome because these people are reaching out to me and they're like, girl, you seem like you've been doing so well. Like, so proud of you. You look like you're doing so good, all this stuff. And I'm just like, meanwhile, in my life, like sometimes my life feels like it's falling apart. And sometimes like I just get home and I'm like defeated and I feel like I'm not even giving 10% of what I could. And it's like, Like, yes, I know people are coming from a a great place, and I appreciate you guys reaching out and saying that so much, but I also just feel like I'm maybe not being real enough. Like, maybe I'm not being, like, I'm being too fake or something because people think I'm doing 
I would disagree. So well. I, I think that you, and I think this is good advice for anybody out there. I've watched you grow so much in the last year plus that I've known you and watched you go through a lot and a lot of changes and a lot of adversity. And I would say um, that, that you're too hard on yourself. I've told you that from the very beginning is that you're, you're very, very, very tough on yourself. And I think that's the less I am too, uh, but you especially you're, I know, I know that's how you're feeling, but I would definitely say that out of anybody that I know, you're doing a lot uh, among dealing with a lot. And, and I think that you are, you spend too much time looking at what you could be doing instead of, I think that's how our brains work is our brains. I read a really interesting article the other day about that, where to-do lists and how to-do lists are great, but your brain is, is designed. I forget the reasoning, but your brain is, will automatically focus on the stuff you didn't accomplish. Even if you check off 10 things in your list, your brain will always focus on the other three you didn't. And that's not a perfectionism thing. I wouldn't call you a perfectionist, but you are tough on yourself and you are what I've seen what you're, what you're doing on, on social media with work, with a lot of stuff. And I think you are inspiring a lot of people. And I do hope that this podcast does inspire some people. I hope that listening to maybe more so Danny than myself and the stupid things I say, but um, I know you influence a lot of people. And even last night, we had a really, I'm personally dealing with something that's pretty tough right now with my family. Um, I haven't been through two divorces. There's quite a bit of fragmentation in my family. And right now it's kind of hit pretty all time high and not an all time high, but high in the last couple of years. And, you know, I immediately turned to you for advice. I think you're a lot smarter. And I'm not saying this all because your mom's listening. But, hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting some bratty points. But I mean it. I, I really do. Because I, I really think you are a lot smarter. Was, you were the first person I turned to last night. And you gave me some really, really good advice that hopefully I can kind of turn and spin and make some magic with today. So I really do think that people do look up to you. And I, think and I hope everyone listening knows that I didn't just say that to get this attention from Tyler. I don't need Tyler's attention on the podcast. Yes, but I'm your biggest cheerleader. Your mom I know, and I are but, your biggest cheerleaders. I know, but like I don't say I, I say that because I hope people can like but that's maybe resonate real. with that. That's you being real. That's that's you are the, and I t- I've told you this before. You're the most authentic person that I've seen on social media. There's so many times I can I can talk about this all day where people only post the greatest parts of, of your life. I would challenge every single person listening to this podcast to post something bad that's happened to them. Not to focus on the negatives, but to show people that it's not all glamour and glitz. Glitz? Glitter? Glitz and glamour. Glitz and glamour. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at me with the pop culture. But I, I mean that. Post something that's that's challenging in your life so that people know what you're dealing with. That's such an important thing, I think, that we start focusing on social media instead of posting the best moments from our life. Don't focus on the negatives necessarily, but show people you're dealing with a hard time because I've seen you do that on Instagram. I've seen you do that on Facebook, and you are the most real person I know. And so I know I'm not trying to argue with you of how you're feeling. I know it's probably not the best thing, but I am your biggest cheerleader, and I do think, and I think this is important. I'm not doing this to necess- just to pump you up. But I'm also doing this for anybody else who's feeling that. You do make a difference. And there's always, no matter what, there's always some person in your life that's looking up to you and that's taking courage or strength or something from you. And I think there's a lot more than just one person doing that for you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I definitely don't say that to get any attention from people. I just say that because, like, I want to be completely honest with you and um, not just Tyler, but you listening. And, um, 
Oh my god, I thought that was a cat tail. Okay, Tyler just like kicked his foot out, and I think I missed my cat a little too much. I thought it was it was like my cat on the floor. I don't know um, if that's a compliment or a. Or a uh, what's the other? What's the opposite of a compliment? I can't think right now. Right? What's the opposite of a compliment? Insult. Thank yeah. goodness. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't get any insults. So. Jeez. Um. But yeah, I guess I, I just, I feel that way right now just because I feel like I'm at a standstill. And maybe that's why I'm not so consistent, like, posting on Instagram and stuff like that is just because, like, I don't want to lie to people. I don't want people to, to feel like I'm I'm doing, like, so much better than they are, you know, because I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still 22 years old. I'm still... Just trying to take it one baby step at a time. And, you know, I have people at work every day. Like, these, like, guys that are, like, father age keep asking me, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like, dude, if I knew, I wouldn't be here anymore. Because <laughs> the last thing I want to be is a receptionist. And, you know, I even had this one guy come into my work and he was talking to me a little bit. And he's like, well, I hope... He's like, how old are you? And I told him, and he was like, well, I hope, like, your your dream job wasn't to grow up and be a receptionist. And I'm like, wow, thank you for making me feel like a pot of gold. But I get that a lot. And you know what? Like, I just have to stop and remember that, like, my, where I'm at right now is, like, I'm still so young. I still have so much life left to live. But at the same time, I'm also feeling, like, so much pressure. Like, like this stuff is going to happen. Like, life just happened. Like, it's already February of 2019. And I'm going to be 23 this year. And I just feel like I'm letting life slip away instead of, like, using it and just... Doing the stuff I gotta do. And I feel like I'm just talking about myself a lot. And I don't know why. This is like a therapy session right now. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. But like. But it's good. This is real. This is this is something that's better than us giving you five tips to lose weight or five tips to be less stressed. This is, this is authentic. This is real. And I think people do need to hear this. I mean, I also think you need to be a lot less tougher on yourself and realize that everybody in their 20s is trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah. It is a complicated world. I mean, you know, just trying to figure out how the heck credit works is tough. Uh, <laughs> um, Honestly, though, <laughs> I just got my credit card this year, people. And that's but like that that's the growth that you are missing. Well, I would if if you're going through anything like what Danny is feeling right well, now. Well, and that's why like me like running 20 minutes on the treadmill, I'm like, "Hey, at least I got that going for me." Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but really like if you are if I mean, this is for anybody. I'm kind of like trying to turn this and kind of shift it a little. But if anybody who's feeling like that, I think so many people are. I feel like that times too. But you know, the the biggest thing is to Take, if you have five minutes, even three minutes, two minutes, one minute, whatever, write down a couple things that you're grateful for. Write down a couple things that you're accomplished for. I know a lot of people that do that and in, in the productivity sphere who every single year, they'll write down their major accomplishments in December mm-hmm. and what they did. And when they look back at that list, they're always, I've, I've always heard this, this isn't, some, this isn't my you know, thoughts or, or words here, but they've always said, 
that they're amazed at how much they've gotten done. And if I if I were to take if honestly go on and, and list off the things that you've done and accomplished and grown these last let's just say six months, I, you wouldn't feel like that at all. So maybe maybe that's not a bad thing for you to do or anybody else who's struggling. You know whether they're just kind of a little lost or not sure the direction is is right down the things that you have done and the accomplishments that you have you know succeeded with. Because I guarantee you it's going to be a lot more than you think it is. And to be fair, even getting over some of life's hurdles and obstacles, that's an accomplishment just in its own. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for sticking by and dealing with this therapy session that this somehow turned into. But um, I don't know how we even got here, but we got here. I'm going to have a heck of a hard time labeling this episode, which is why you're going to get another weird description. Yeah. But... We Danny made wants it. to go off the cuff and not Whatever. have structure. You, we're not going there. <laughs> we're not going there. We didn't start this episode with any structure at all, and look at where it went. I know it was good. It was good. But Meanwhile, I, there's okay. So Tyler just got this thing at the store, and it sprays every 18 minutes in the bathroom. And oh it smells my like gosh. Linens. It just sprayed. It's so fun. So it's called a Glade air freshener. This is your if you if you were looking for something. To Glade. Glade. It is the the coolest thing in the world. It automatically sprays stuff. And I was testing it and I almost sprayed myself right in the eyes. Um, and it's fantastic. It's so cool. You just like stick it in the corner of your bathroom. And I guarantee you every single time it'll scare you half to death. If you're in the bathroom, I've done it like we've had it for a couple days now since Friday. And it scared me like four times. Because I'll be like, you know, doing my, my, my business in the bathroom. And then it'll just go. And I go. Ah! And then I'll be done. But anyway, move things along quickly. Um, not to. Also, by the way, if you I are, need a shower. Okay, but one last tip tidbit here. Okay. Okay, we've already given the people a lot of realism. I want to give them some little actionable tips. If you're struggling in your relationship, and you're a guy and a girl, go get poopery. It'll save your relationship. I promise you. There's a title. How poopery saved our relationship. Oh my gosh. No, one but week. we can't make that like every week. How something saved our relationship. My, we'll figure my it out. My poopery addiction. We'll oh, that's there. We go, and then the, we're gonna have it be talked about for a total of thirty seconds. Yeah. Anyway. But that's fine because that's. I know. really need to go shower because I smell. Oh well, hey, you want it real? This is real. This is real. Yep. Well, if you'd remember to use well, deodorant. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. If you're still listening to this episode. Um, I appreciate all of you guys. We're up to like a lot of listeners. A lot of listeners. I don't know I'm how many will return after shook. our absence, but we've got a good amount. We really do. Yeah. And if you haven't, we should we need to put this at the end of our podcast. Oh, right. If you haven't, um, subscribe to us. So if you're on Apple Podcasts and you search for two quacks, if you haven't subscribed already, there'll be a purple subscribe button. You click that, it'll download for you every single week. And other apps, there's different ways to do it. You have to figure that out because there's a lot of podcast apps. But subscribe to us. And if you have an iPhone, go uh, open up the podcast app. It's a little purple podcast app. Scroll, search Two Quacks, or if it should be in your, in your, in your, your library uh, tab, and you should see Two Quacks. But go and search for Two Quacks. Click on our show and scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see the ratings and reviews section. If you go ahead and click write a review, um, should be we have one... Uh, Oh, look at that. We have one review from Sandy Jr. Uh, love these two. Really excited to see what's to come. Post a review there. Write a review. Give us five stars, please. That'll help us a lot. 
So um, that's how to do that. Subscribe, like us, on, uh, and, and write a review for us. doesn't have to be, you can just say, hey, love the podcast. You two are great. Uh, doesn't have to be anything crazy. And that will help us be discovered. Any last final parting words? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.